0: Welcome to Own Goal Podcast. The date of recording is May 9th, 2021. I uh, must warn you all, there's a chance that we have to abruptly pause this podcast at any given minute. Uh, I finally paid my my dues to Donnie from our uh, Spicy Wings Challenge. I did the puckers Fire in the whole uh, 25 Wing Challenge last night and Holy shit, there is lava brewing inside my body, coursing through my intestines.
1: It was, at first, very fun and funny to watch, and I would never been happier that Man hadn't won a Europa League tie before. But as it went on, as we got to the second hour of things, it did become difficult to, to watch it, and it was just so clear <laughs> we were suffering so much that at a certain point, it, just, it became hard to watch, yet yeah, at the same time, could not look away.
0: <laughs> the... The you know the first few wings, really did notice hot as hell, real spicy, not fun. Uh, but kind of got acclimated to that. You know, ten wings in for sure. The real challenge is the twenty-five wing volume. I mean, you just hit a fucking wall, and it got to the point where I was as you as you saw, but this is for the listeners. I was doing the whole Joey Chestnut Kobayashi using the water from my, my cup to just like. Swallow the food that I had been chewing. It was. It was just unpleasant.
1: And a lot of it is on video. There are picture screenshots. I'm gonna splice it up and I will be putting that on our uh, social media platforms for everyone's viewing pleasure. Uh, perhaps even wi- a t shirt could be made. Watch at your own discretion. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but, you know, I was
0: proud that you finished the 25 Wings. And, um,. So I guess, you know, uh, not to cut you off, but we do have a lot, you know, a lot to cover. Last time we, we got together, we just focused solely on the, the Super League, you know, the League of Douchebags. We're going to have a few, I think, talking points just as, as things have developed since then. But I think, you know, we've got a good show today going to really recap where we stand in the, the top four leagues, just uh, with titles to contend for, you know, in, at least in, uh, in Spain. And then we've gotten two crown champions in Germany and Italy. Uh, and then we'll also, you know, recap our, our top four races and some Champions League stuff. But first. It's it, it's an up goal.
1: It's a gift. Well, he's almost done well to get that in because he's ahead of the near post. It's almost behind him. Sticks his left leg out it almost hits his heel. And goes straight into the bottom of the corner, bottom corner of the neck. Gets ahead of the ball, it's the inside of his car. And by the way, I think uh, something we forgot to mention in the intro there is this is the first time in a very, very long time that we were here together in person.
0: So our our audio levels should actually sound the same for once. Yes. Um, Yeah. So uh, good to see you, Donnie.
1: Great to see you, man. Uh, But now enough of that (laughs) into business. Super League. um, I think there were some... Quite a lot of fallout that's kind of happened in the last kind of couple of weeks since we um
0: Yeah, since we recorded. went on our, our little diatribe. And obviously, I think, you know, a lot of people who know us and, and know you are probably interested in, in hearing your take on a, a specific event that unfolded. But I think let's just touch on a few of the other things before we get there. Something that we've been talking about just over like kind of this weekend um, was the idea that they've confirmed nine of the 12 teams have officially withdrawn. You know, we knew the, the six Premier League teams had officially pulled out pretty quickly and uh, Atletico Madrid had fallen suit. But then there were the two Italian teams of Inter and Milan that were like, they're leaving, but also it seemed like there were conflicting sources if they had officially withdrawn or yeah. not. So that has been official. UEFA has come out and said nine of 12 have told them that they are not joining the Super League, uh, which leaves, surprise, surprise, La Liga, Juventus, sorry, not La Liga, I, I just think of Perez as I mean, La Liga. Two, two-thirds of the La, two th- La Liga. Th- two-thirds of La Liga, yeah. Uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and then Juventus in Italy uh, are still holding down the fort with the uh, the Super League of Douchebags.
1: Yeah, and I think it'll be really fun to watch the three of them just congesting like, just <laughs> their, you know, teams are already the top teams are already playing 50-plus games a season. And honestly closer to 62 when they make deep cup runs. (laughs) it will be really fun for them to each add in having to play another team and just watching them play the best of like a seven series against each other. What what is
0: interesting is, you know, of the 12 super league teams, you know, six are in the premier league and have had the most lucrative kind of TV deals over the last couple of years, last decade, really the three teams that have stayed in the super league are probably the three teams that have spent the most outside of premier league teams. Right. And the, the, people they brought in for their squads. Juve, with the exception of PSG. With the exception of PSG, sure. But Juve, Barcelona, and La Liga. And Real Madrid, <laughs> wow. I, guys, I still, I'm still i feeling so bad right now. You have no idea. Uh, so, you know, I think there's also some rumors that there were some financial penalties that the Super League douchebag teams agreed to. Uh, so maybe these three teams are hoping to stay in Take whatever UEFA is going to throw at them, and then get get a windfall of money from the other nine teams that pulled out. Um, could, will be interesting to follow. What I was kind of fascinated to see is UEFA is making the. Well, hold on. Before you talk about UEFA, is it is there a
1: possibility that given the debt Real Madrid have gotten into with these transfer windows, with their transfer windows, and the, you know the big money transfers, especially? like, a couple of big-money guys who haven't... Um, panned out. Panned out. Eden Hazard, and then the... Uh, Jovic, sure, they, from,
0: a, they sent back to Frankfurt for, like, pennies on the dollar.
1: And he immediately was just doing way better there. Was this Perez's plan all along? Was his plan <laughs> to create something that he knew where there would be a visceral reaction to, be able to force some court payments from the teams back to him, and then kind of clear the books? Because... Barcelona is also in not such a great financial yeah. condition as we know as well. So it's, it, if you really look at the finances of the clubs that are holding out, it's, just, it's, it's an interesting observation. Mm-hmm.
0: My take is I think you're giving uh, Perez way too much credit. Uh, the amount of cogent thought he would have to string together uh, on a successive like, month-to-month basis to come up with that plan and execute it flawlessly... That, that dude's office rocker and I just don't <laughs> think he can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when Stanley in the office is like, you know, is Michael some sort of secret genius and then just laughs himself out of the room because that's the most ridiculous thought he's ever had. Yeah. Yeah. So, jumping to, to what, what we saw about from UEFA, I think maybe Friday, uh, their, their like plan is to have those nine teams that have officially withdrawn their intent to break apart into the douchebag league is to... Um, I think they're going to find them like a very small percent, like 1% or 5% of their European earnings like for one year. Fair. Uh, yep, that makes sense. And then they're going to sign a new agreement where they will each have to pay a $100 million or euro uh, fine if they in the future break off to join uh, the European Douchebags League. And then another agreement where they will be fined 50 million euros if they violate certain of other of their like UEFA charter agreements that they've had since they joined like the UEFA ecosystem.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's smart for UEFA to put that in place. And I think while fans should have their issues with UEFA and those are definitely fair, I think right now would be a good time to support what UEFA is doing in this very specific incident and how they're handling it. Because I think I'd say 90% of global fans of soccer hated this idea and didn't want it to happen. And so I do like that UEFA is taking these... I mean, obviously UEFA has a self-interest in their own kind of financial interest as well. Who
0: do you think is pocketing those those dollars? Exactly.
1: But, you know, I am glad they're taking a hard um, position on this. And it's
0: it's a delicate kind of line to toe because if you become too, you know, uh, punitive... Then you're kind of incentivizing these teams to go back and, and just say fuck it, let's join the, yeah. the super league. So I, I agree. Um, you know now there's also been talks today uh, from UEFA president Alexander Se- Seferin, who once again, UEFA are not the good guys in any story. Um, but sometimes you got to pick the less evil bad guy. Right, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Yeah, and, and I, I think we kind of know the devils in both of these. And this is like, it's like you have an evil human or Satan. I'm gonna go with the evil human because like mm. Satan's gonna turn everything into hell on earth. Right. Uh. So like that that that's kind of because I think we kind of know what we're getting with both in, in a sense.
1: Well, we've lived with one and we have an idea of the other, but we've yeah. never we've never seen the other.
0: True. I don't need to see the apocalypse to know that, like, I got an idea of what it's about. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, Donnie just got distracted because we have the window open, and there's a dog just taking like, a shit, shit right outside, and the dog's owner is staring at his dog's butt. Hey, to the dog's credit, at least his shits are stinging less, a lot less than Gates' right now. Uh, yeah, that is very true. They call it fire in the hole for a reason.
1: So... Kind of in addition to the Super League fallout, last weekend United and Liverpool were supposed to play, and a large group of Manchester United fans were protesting outside of the um, stadium about the Super League and really, really about Glazers being out. Glazers ownership. The Glazers ownership, which has been Manchester United fans have hated pretty much since they bought the team, but Sir Alex Ferguson, until he retired, was able to kind of cover. The issues like he was able to kind of you know like be the plaster that's covering the issues in the foundation and now that he's not there to hold things up anymore and keep it going now you can kind of see just how uh, problematic it is but so you know, they're out there protesting a large group of friends uh like thousands and a smaller group of fans then force their way into old trafford and got onto the pitch, and we're just kind of protesting there. And it got to the point where the uh, the match between United and Liverpool had to be. Um, well, it was first, it was delayed. delayed, and then it was ultimately suspended. and Now it's going to be Thursday, and United played today. They already played today this morning, and they played on Tuesday. So it's also not not great outcome there. But and you know, you kind of wanted to know what I thought about it, I think. Yeah. And I have not told you really what I thought about it, and what I think about it is very simple. The fans who protested outside of the stadium were well within their right to do that, and I 100% support them in their message. The fans that attacked police officers who were just, who did not initiate with the protesters, who were simply doing crowd control. And, were th- and they were throwing glass bottles at those police officers. I completely, one hundred percent, do not support that for sure. I also do not support the fans who broke into the stadium. The,
0: okay, because yeah, there are I think three three buckets or three cohorts, right? Yes. You got the fans who maintained their protest outside
1: and did everything yeah, properly,
0: hundred yeah. percent. The fans that that got violent towards like property or people. Yep. Um, and then there's the other fans that were not violent towards property or people, but did take their protest inside into the, the grounds. grounds. Right.
1: Yeah. I, so, my issue with taking the protest inside the grounds is, number one, it is a safety issue because of the pandemic, and the rollout of the vaccine in England has not been as mm-hmm. fast as the rollout of the vaccine has been here. Also, you know, some the, some of the fans in the stadium weren't exactly being – there was some violence, and, you know, there's, there's yeah. employees and there's workers there, and they're scared, and they, they don't like that. And so, also, that field is a very sacred place. Hallowed ground, and so to be on it, and just it seemed like a, a, a lot of the fans who took their protest to the field were just taking videos of themselves, selfies on the field, and posting it on Instagram and mm-hmm. kicking in goals, and it just didn't really seem like it was about the protest. It seemed as it about oh, let's go do something cool yeah. and go say we're running on Trafford, which is kind of negates the point. What I another point that I found interesting, I want to get your thoughts is that a group of players, it was three players, and I know Bruno Fernandes was one of them. I can't remember who the other two were. Saved my life from Man United. Were denied permission to go interact with the protesters and talk to them, much like Petr Cech did with the Chelsea protest a couple weeks ago. And I thought that was interesting that they couldn't go outside the grounds. And I guess they were trying to protect
0: the players' safety. Yeah, it's got to be player safety concern. Um, but I like
1: that the players, yes. and Bruno especially, who's uh, he's. A, I mean, he's not the captain of the team, but, but he's he's, a he's been majorly out, outspoken, especially during the like yeah.
0: the, the, the Super League bullshit. Um, it would have been very interesting to kind of see that you know attempt, but. I, yeah, I I will never um, you know come down hard on an organization being like no 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 um, wanting to ideally protect their players right protect their assets. <laughs> well, for that's, that's that, that is that's, lasers, but lasers, that's at them. That is one hundred percent what they're thinking. <laughs> um, and you know that, that's another thing with Petr Cech. He's no longer a player, right? So like it, he he is a, a club icon for Chelsea. No, technically he was no, the third choice okay. goalkeeper. But, Hey, and for all. So for Gates, oh, is if you're
1: old, you can go out and meet the protesters, and if you die, you I die. Mean,
0: yeah, like these are assets. Like that they, they depreciate over time, <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> but so so because so you, 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 you just yeah that, like, that was kind right, of my, yeah my my thoughts were I think similar right any violence is, is you know I love seeing how passionate these fans are about the you know. In their opinion, the state of disrepair that that their beloved club is in, and you know, wanting to act on that, I I do very much appreciate that. I love the the demonstrations and the, the kind of fervor outside the stadiums that we have been seeing. Mm. Hate hate the violence. Mm. I kind of was caught between two minds on, like, the, the portion of the non-violent that had gotten inside the grounds. I don't have the attachment with, like, the hallowed grounds of mm. the Theater of Dreams, right? Mm-hmm. So that did not really come into my mind, for one. On the other hand, the group of people that got in and were being belligerent and violent, they can't do that without the other group that go in as well. So, like, they are enabling them just... Even if, if they were not a fan of it, they, they were enabling it. Um, but I, I do really like how it shows the strong like reaction that this fan base is having to this 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 leadership group after what a decade of putting up with their bullshit and you know I'm hopeful it's I'd like to say hopefully this leads to some kind of change but knowing the glazers it's probably going to be like surface level on just paper
1: yeah i mean it's been i think a little over 15 years of the Glazers, and and I guess part of my, another reason why I wasn't crazy about the fans who kind of went into the stadium is that, you know, whenever I go to a sporting event, I always see the guy, there's always a guy there, who eats the peanuts you buy, right? And just puts them on the and ground. And puts the shells on the ground. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the night, somebody when we're all home... And somebody the,
0: who's not the owner of the club. So, who's, who's not
1: the owner of the team. <laughs> yeah. Goes and cleans that up. The people who are most directly impacted... And, you know, yeah, the Glazers sent out some open letters that were all just a bunch of bullshit. They're not going to do anything different. Why would they? The club keeps making them money. Yeah. They haven't yeah. had to put a dime in it. to the money out of it. Exactly. But it's just like a lot of... like the. I think you just keep protesting outside, and I think that gets the message across. I think once you start... I mean, I'm not going to get really into the violence. Pretty, we're both pretty yeah. clear on that. But once you go into the there, and you're kind of tearing up the field a little bit, and you're trashing this and that, like the guy who has to take care of that is a guy who's probably on your side, The, the bill
0: who always, The bill always comes due, yeah. and the person who picks up that bill is not the person who... It's not Joel Glazer who you're trying to... Yeah. In fact, he strikes me as the rich guy who goes to the bathroom when
1: the check comes. <laughs> like, they're at, he's at a fancy dinner, with, and everyone there is significantly not as wealthy as he is, but he still is like, right before the check comes, he always goes to the bathroom.
0: I just Honestly, have a Joel Glazer probably doesn't even realize that there's somebody that has to clean up all that shit, right? That's just so below yeah. his level of thought. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think I think we've kind of covered covered that, and obviously I think we're going to st- we we don't know the full extent of, of how all this stuff will play out. So we're probably going to be talking about this for, for several yeah. episodes to come. Uh, but there'll be, want- there'll, there'll be a Super League douchebag segment, oh, of course. Uh, I do know we wanted to kind of now jump into I think some Champions League review and, and preview.
1: The Champions League opens up the perfect time to get into our Tuchel v Gate statement
0: Se- segment and yeah. statement. I mean, statements, I'm wrong, he's right, fuck me. There's really not much to say. He's done a really great job since he uh, took control. And I mean, I still think, I wasn't out of place for having my thoughts that I had when I had them. Uh, but they were wrong. And he's done a really good job. And Chelsea are in the final against Man City. So we did, did, should we talk about the, semi, the Chelsea Real yeah. Madrid that likes... Yeah, yeah. Um, First leg, ended in a 1-1 draw at Real with Pulisic uh, having some great individual skill, rounding Courtois, nodding one home, and then your boy,
1: Kareem the Dream Benzema, baby, coming up big for for Real to get the goal, and then kind of going in the second leg at 1-1. Obviously, Chelsea have a slight advantage, but still a lot to play for. Mm. And I just think... Chelsea's constant kind of pressing and harassing, it's just Real just couldn't, you know, get a lot done. Mendy came up with a couple of big saves. Big saves. And
0: Tuchel, uh, after being the you know, Chelsea's star well, Conte and Pulisic were the star performers in the, the first leg. So naturally Tuchel was gonna bench Pulisic. Yep. But what we didn't take into account was Zidane decided to start Hazard. Yeah. So that that cancelled out, right?
1: Yeah, I just think that there were some better options. I'd go with Isco, Marcos Asensio. I just think there were some um, better options than Hazard. And just the Real Madrid team just looked tired and fatigued and like a team who know they have a, a really tight title race. Yeah. That's almost as if that's in the back of their mind knowing that they have important games in that title race coming up. And, I mean, credit to Atuchel, man. He's come up against Guardiola a couple times, hasn't lost. Zidane. Carlo Ancelotti. Diego Simeone. He's Klopp. come up. Yeah, he's come up against a lot of uh, top managers and has walked away with
0: wins. I think he's eight and zero against like, or eight and zero or seven and a draw against the top managers that he's faced, like the you know the Premier. Yeah, not Premier League, but the Premier echelon of managers. Yep. and he's allowed one goal against them. Yeah, which would be the Zidane uh, first leg goal. Uh, Benzema first leg goal. But I mean Zidane, the manager. That's, I agree. They both get Somehow Zidane and Benzema both deserve the credit. I mean,
1: um, but. Yeah, so Chelsea in the Champions League final,
0: Christian Pulisic,
1: he'll be he'll,
0: yeah, he'll, he'll he'll definitely Well, uh, he he got an assist off of yeah, the bench in the second like to put that game away. Out. Um, so it'll be great to see Pulisic with 25 minutes as a sub in the second half in the Champions League final. Also,
1: the, the opening goal for Chelsea when a uh, great play by um Kai Havertz hits the hits the crossbar and then <laughs> who of course Timo Werner just comes in just a little dink.
0: Nobody habit, habit. nobody near him, like two feet from the goal line, still thought there was a chance he was going to miss it uh, in the center of the goal. But fortunately for Timo, every defender just stopped. Yeah. When the ball hit the post, they just stopped. And like he was so alone that you thought he had to be offsides, but he, he wasn't. It was... And then also,
1: <laughs> there's some very interesting comments from Tuchel about... Uh, Conte, who he said he just wants to quote cuddle, very uncomfortable, yeah. But Chelsea are in um, a pretty favorable draw to get this far. Yeah, getting Porto in the round before a stumble or a Porto two rounds ago in the quarters, getting a stumbling
0: Atletico team. Um, yeah, but it's an Atletico team that that does always comes to play in. Sure, I'm saying their uh,
1: teams have had to face a lot stiffer competition to get to the mm-hmm. to the Champions League final.
0: Like I um, just think that, I, I just like think it's a point that should be mentioned. Like their finals opponents, Manchester City. Yes, whose last you know, whose semi final tie was against PSG.
1: Yep, and then they had to play Dortmund in the tie mm-hmm. before that. Um. So I guess good transition to PSG Man City is an all English final. Again, I just kind of. Going to the first game, PSG dominated that first half. I mean, I literally thought, dude, PSG might win the tie 6-3. Yeah. Because they were just so dominant. And uh, Pochettino, great manager, so unclutch. Because in the second half, PSG sits back, which is exactly... Man City don't don't want to counterattack. Man City want to build, build, and build possession, and then hit you. And you sit back, and then boom. Kevin De Bruyne, of course he's going to score. Mahrez has just been going off in it's the fine. Champions League. Yeah. And they and they win a first leg 2-1 in Paris. I just it's just like, I kind of blame – and, you know, that obviously affects the second game and how you have to play it. But I blame that first leg, especially that second half. I blame that on poach man. I mean, the tactics – the decision to have a goal once you're a lead and then sit back when you have 135 minutes of soccer left <laughs> to decide to tie is
0: – And, you know, not, not just the time that's left, but the talent you have, right – you got your one nothing lead because you played a certain way. So changing how you play, like, if all things being equal, momentum's going to take its course. So you right. keep playing that way with Neymar and Mbappe, you know, that that talented team, you could get two, three. Instead, they, you know, Pep makes some good adjustments at halftime, and it seems like Pacchettino also made some adjustments, but we're not going to call those good. Right. And what we ended up with was a one-goal lead, going into the second leg, but City with two away goals and the one-goal lead. And then on top of that, you
1: get Mbappe, who gets injured going into the second leg, so he's out for you. And I just, with Mbappe out, wait, Mbappe was in, I would have said PSG had a puncher's chance. Mm. With him out, they had no chance. City dominated the game. PSG got red cards in both games, somehow. (laughs) And um, Marez got a brace, and so scored three of the four goals to send him in to the Champions League final, where they have a... They've got to be an overwhelming favorite against Chelsea.
0: One counter to that is Chelsea has fared failed well against uh, Man City in competitive matches this season. That's true. And um, Tuchel has not lost to Pep. Yeah. Was it 4 0? At least 2 0. At
1: least 2 0. Yeah. Um, He's lost.
0: So we, we, we uh, watched yesterday the City uh, Chelsea Primitive Premier League game match. And. Both teams were resting a lot. Of I think guys. there were 15 total changes between both teams. Um, not not the you know A squads for either. Still some solid players. You know some starters on both. And but we also saw in uh, was it the FA Cup? Mm. I, I just get all the English cups confused. There's the Painters Cup, which is my favorite. Then you've got the Carabao Cup, and then yeah, the FA Cup. Um, Chelsea eliminated Man City in. What, two, three weeks ago? In the semifinals? Yeah. Maybe yeah. three, four. So, I, I would agree. City, overwhelming favorites. You know, they've locked. Well, player for ballot, player, more talented squad. Sure. And uh, manager wise, more, more acclaimed manager so far. Yep. Uh, but I, I'd say more than a puncher's chance for City. Or yeah. For Chelsea. For Chelsea, I agree.
1: Um, interesting. So, I'll just tie up this and then we can kind of transition to the Premier League. You know, Tuchel is the first manager to ever make make it to back to back Champions League finals with a different team, and he's also this is the fourth consecutive year that a manager from who a former manager of mines from the Bundesliga has made it to the final because it was Tuchel Tuchel Klopp Klopp yep or Klopp Klopp Tuchel Tuchel if we're going yeah well, I, I was actually, I was going backwards you're working with back yeah uh, but so those are kind of some interesting stats and it's kind of you know, I think the knock that at least you and I have always had on Pep, and, and a lot of people praise Pep, probably rightfully so. He is a good manager. There's no doubt about that. I mean, no one else can win the league, the Carabao League Cup the way Four Pep times comes. in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Pep. Um, he's never won the Champions League without Messi. And now, you and I have also fairly kind of started that same narrative with Zidane. He yeah. never won the Champions no. League without Ronaldo. No. That's interesting. So... It's, I think, a chance for Pep to put that myth behind him. But then here's what I'll, what I'll always say to the people who want to say Pep is the greatest of all time: This Man City team has had so much money invested in it. Like, <laughs> he's do you know how many defenders they got? He's,
0: to- he spent like five hundred He spent like almost half a billion on defenders alone. Until they could find Ruben Diaz,
1: who has been phenomenal for them this you know season, but. I know Mourinho is not the manager he once was, for whatever reason. But Mourinho won the Champions
0: League with fucking Porto. Yeah. And uh, and I mean, there's, some, there's some respect that has to be on that. Well, another way to look at it, too, is no manager, maybe outside of the managers of PSG, no managers get the financial backing that Pep has gotten to make those investments. And even the ones that have gotten significant uh, financial backing... Never get the opportunity or the forgiveness to swing and miss on like seven center backs before falling into the one that works. Exactly. Um
1: but what was really great for me kinda it's gonna be a good Champions League final, obviously, all English final. Um it sucks because it's like it's like a lesser of two evils. I can't have City win it, so obviously I'm going full Chelsea. But, you know, a chance that uh, no matter what, an American will get a win. Champions League American winner medal.
0: who American who has played in mm, the Champions League minutes this season will get uh, a winner's medal. Which, which is, that is cool. Um, I just hope it's Pulisic, hope it's Pulisic and Pulisic. Oh. not Zach Steffen. I hope it's Pulisic, but also, if Pulisic's not on the on the field, I want Chelsea to, like, get pummeled. And to a point where then Pulisic gets on the field and becomes the savior. Ah, Okay. So, then we, you know, we watched their game.
1: Uh, If City won, they would have sealed the Premier League title. Chelsea won. Aguero missed a Panaka penalty that could have really put it away. And then he issued
0: an apology. It was was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. He issued an apology. Um, At the end of the day, they're going to get the three points that they need. Yes, it's like Newcastle, some, like, Brighton, and someone else who's like that. They just need three more points, but it didn't have to be yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So that, 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 you know, weirdly enough, you know, the league that for most of 2021, we've kind of known, okay, who the present the title winner is going to be is not the first or even the second of the big four to crown a champion. We'll get to those, those leagues in in a few minutes. Um, We do have, you know, we've been following the top four race in all the leagues and, and the one in England was really, really really close really jumbled we're actually starting to see i think a little bit of some separation yeah. um kind of between you know uh that that giant like you know peloton so to speak of of groups there's still there's still things up to play for you know united you're not going to let me say this united look pretty safe in top for four. second or top in four? In top four. Well, they need one point, I think, out yeah. of their four so, games left. But I still feel like you don't like me saying that on the I don't like that you said that out camera. loud. I
1: don't like you said that out loud because last time we said something out loud, we'll get to it in La Liga, we
0: really just fucked that entire team. Yes. Uh, but I feel pretty good for United uh, getting top four. Okay. I also think now Chelsea are, are pretty inside the top four. You know, they are, what, uh, one point ahead of fourth place, but they are... Uh, six so they're two wins ahead of, of fifth. What's really interesting is Leicester, who have really fallen from third and on United's you know, heels to now being fourth, and they're seven behind United, uh, but they're also only five points ahead of, of fifth place. Five
1: points with three games left is a pretty good
0: stand, right, because they need four mm-hmm. out of their last three games, so a draw and a win does it. But unless, if Liverpool beat United... In that game in hand, uh, there's some you know. Then, then, Li- then Liverpool are just one ga- one game behind uh, Leicester,
1: and Leicester has a tough schedule to finish the season. They play Manchester United on Tuesday. They're gonna then play Chelsea and then Tottenham. Yeah. So it is it is a tough stretch because it's also the teams you're competing with part of for
0: the those top positions. The good news for them is that uh, that. Tottenham game. There's a very, very good chance that Tottenham will not, you know, not have much to play for. Yeah. Uh, they could. They could be still playing though for European spots. So they. Might, yeah, they're only two points behind West Ham, so they yeah. could be playing for Europa League. So I guess they will. Be, they will have something to play for. Uh, so that does make, make it a bit of a challenge. It'll be. It'll be curious to kind of see uh, how how this all plays out. Uh, quick relegation update. It's it's Fulham. They're going down. Yeah. Same with West West Brom and obviously Sheffield. Yeah. Um, Fulham America. I hate to see you go. Really hope Anthony Robinson maybe gets purchased by the likes of you know
1: Brighton, Newcastle, well, Crystal, Crystal Palace, Palace,
0: Villa. Maybe not Newcastle because it's just it's hard to watch Newcastle. What about Leeds? That'd be really fun. And he's wing back system. I, he, I think he could fit with BLC, Although there's not we're not sure if BLC is coming back or not. True. So. Fun top four battle, lot to play for. Um, there, should we transition to I, between Leicester, West Ham, and Liverpool? Who are you eliminating from Champions League? Champions League, West Ham.
1: After today's loss against Everton, we watched, watched West Ham. They ain't gonna do it. They ain't gonna get in top four. And I'm eliminating Liverpool. So, <laughs> so then the our individual positions are it's either you know you think it's either Leicester. Or no, it's Lester. Lester or West Ham. And I think it's Leicester Liverpool, but the podcast if you combine us <laughs> and we make the the podcast is now saying well, it's gonna be Leicester, who have a bit of a history of a one-year history. Okay, but Bernie Rodgers has a multi-year history. That's fair.
0: The broad choke of us uh,
1: choking at the end so but the- you know I've I've always been a
0: firm believer in no vardy, no party.
1: I also think Lester's gonna be BHS on you know, no Tuesday. <laughs> it might.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. He reveals everything. <laughs> Uh, where which link do you want to go to next? Let's just jump right into Italy. Okay. Uh, we've got the. Uh, I thought I would have thought you wanted to do this one last. No, nope, let's just jump right into it. We've got Milan Juventus kicking off in uh, 13 minutes. Uh, massive game. We'll touch on that in a minute. Since the last time we recorded, Inter secured uh, the Scudetto, the you know t- the champions of Italy, breaking what like Juventus' eight-year eight eight run way. for Juventus. Um, I mean. Well deserved, I, I hate it. it, it pisses me off. I've said for a long time, the only thing I, I, I hate more than Juventus continuing their streak is if Inter is specific for the team to break the streak. And we've had teams over the last four years really come close to challenging Juventus and it's always been Napoli, Lazio, or Atalanta. So of course, it, 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 the first time it's it's Inter's challenge, they, they pull through. Great season by Lukaku. Um, great, great overall job by Antonio Conte. Okay. I, and I wanted to kind of add to that. I think a lot of
1: people sleep on what a great manager he is because if you if you look back, which manager started yes. this, 18, this yes. eight you know eight peat by Uve, it's Conte, who ended it. Conte has had success in the Premier League as well with Chelsea. I just think people don't put enough respect on his name.
0: And he also, when he was in charge of Italy, uh, took them to the, the what was it the Euro final. Um, or the semis, I semis, semis, but he he's done really good stuff with with every team that he's he's uh, been around. The question with him, in a similar sense to Jose, is do his players who like I think Juventus is one thing because he built they, he worked on building that foundation from the ground. But as we saw with Chelsea, and I think as we saw with Italy over certain times, there there could be some Conte fatigue. Mm. Uh, he can rub players the wrong way. So you know when he comes into an already established unit. Does that last, or is there a honeymoon period? It'll be it'll be interesting to follow. With it. I feel like with a lot of, like he, I feel like a lot
1: of his squad is made up of um kind of rejects, rejects. from other clubs, and I think they kind of maybe enjoyed getting the chance. I'm like, Ashley Young had an Instagram post that had him, Lukaku, Darmian, and Alexis Sanchez yep. all in it. You know, and
0: fair play, you yep. won a league title, and we are probably not going to win a trophy. And Christian Eriksen also left Tottenham. Uh, kind of know, yeah, made a stink about about leaving. Didn't didn't get the move he wanted, and then you know the, the window afterwards got his way over to enter and took a while to to actually get some settled in there. But yeah. he won a title. When's the last time Tottenham uh, won a title, Matt? I'm so sorry, buddy.
1: Oh, but Matt, also very Congra- congratulations, congratulations, on your yeah. Um, good
0: time, and I'm very, we're very happy for you. But Jesus, man, I hope you don't raise your kids to be taught anyway. <laughs> They'll have nothing. But Honestly, pain. that's just that's just like poor parenting <laughs> at, at that point. Um, so, so you know, good job for Inter, well deserved. The thing that's really, really you know important to watch is the top four race in Syria. We have Atalanta, Napoli, Juve, Milan, and Lazio in spots two through six. Uh, between Atalanta and second, and Milan and fifth. Uh, really, three points separate them, but uh, there's also game, games in hand for Milan and Juve. Lazio are five points behind Milan, uh, so I do feel like we can really start now talking about three open spots and four teams competing in that two through through five. Yeah, Milan have had probably the toughest you know final six game stretch in, yes, in by the far, league. including in, Juventus including, as you mentioned in 14 minutes. Juventus today, 11 minutes, and yeah, in 10 minutes now. So, so Donny, good for Donny, me to know my
1: MacBook clock is wrong, but all my other, <laughs> all my everything other clock that we have is right. And just happened to look at the only one. That's that. fascinating.
0: <laughs> uh, so, thanks, Steve Jobs. Yeah, Juve, Juve and Milan play right now. Uh, they are in fourth and fifth, three points behind second. But this is the game in hand because it's the last game of of the of Ma- match week thirty five. If one of these teams wins. I do think that, that the Losers most, out most likely eliminates the loser. There's a chance that if Milan beat Juve, Juve still have a decent chance because Milan's final game of the season is against Atalanta, oh.
1: uh,
0: second in the league. Juve, Juve have a tough game uh, in the Coppa Italia final, but that's not a league game. So there's a chance that Milan could beat Juve and then you know drop that final game to Atalanta... And then Juve and Milan could end up tied, with Juve potentially having the tiebreaker uh, unless we can win by a greater margin than they beat us, which was by two goals mm-hmm. uh, last time. So the, the tiebreaker scenarios are really fascinating because
1: if they draw today, which is it's happen, happen, pretty possible, that would really bring all that. In. That would
0: move if so a, a draw would move both teams to seventy points, level with Napoli, uh, who's in third, and then obviously two points behind Atlanta. Yep. So
1: it's going to be interesting, no matter what. And
0: then there's also the chance that you know Milan, you know, might have to get a win against Atlanta uh, in the final match week. Winning and get in. And then that could depend on how Napoli and Juve play. You could see Atlanta, who've been outside of Inter, the hottest team in the second half of the season. You could see them potentially outside looking in. But I, I right now I'd say very firmly, uh, Atalanta are going to finish top four. And so really, in my opinion, it's Napoli, Juve, and Milan. Uh, toss up for who gets this, the third and fourth spot. Yeah, I think I think that's probably my
1: assessment as well. And in the next episode, we'll recap a lot of other storylines that we just don't have time to get into today about these leagues as they're winding down. But yeah, and that's that's my fault because
0: I, I want to watch the that's Milan, Milan UV game. Um, but we do want to. Uh, I think like let's end with with La Liga because real quick, Bundesliga, Bayern, crown champions. Big surprise, boring Liga there. Wait, uh, do you have anything to say to Preston, who has been no, very visceral at you? It's I mean, in the last 30 Preston six hours. can just go fuck off. Like, why don't you follow a team where there's actually some competition or something instead of just you know jumping on the uh, the guaranteed win every year? Uh, but that's cool, bud. So oh, the bud uh, Dortmund, who the last couple times we've been potting have been on the outside looking in, you mm-hmm. have to basically win out and not and haven't been in control of their own destiny. Just beat Leipzig on a cracking game, three two, opening goal by Captain Royce, then followed up with a brace by Jaden Sancho, including the game winner in like the eighty sixth minute. That plus Eintracht Frankfurt's uh, 1-1 draw today has moved Dortmund for the first time in a long time into the top four place. They are currently in fourth, uh, so with two games left, they control their own destiny to, to get Champions League next year, which we obviously want. We've always been supportive of Dortmund, especially when they've got you know American like Gio Reyna.
1: Yep.
0: Also, um, Wolfsburg are, are still in third, uh, so John Brooks... Looking like some good shot Champions League. And then Leipzig uh, have confirmed, with, with Frankfurt's draw, Leipzig have secured uh, top four Champions League also. That's now, good. I think let's throw it into the only actual up-for-grabs title race. La Liga. And I just want to say, there was a point
1: eight days ago, less than eight days ago actually, six days ago, when it was a four-horse race between... Atletico, who should have won this handedly, by the way, Barcelona Real, and Sevilla. And, I'll, and we texted and we're like, oh, wow, Sevilla's actually in this. They could, they're could, only a couple points out of it. And then they immediately lost to Atletico Bilbao.
0: Yeah. And now they're out of it. Like, the, the next day, right after we were texting that. Um, so they, they are most likely out of it. And the reason we were talking about Sevilla was, you know, if they can make it through the week unscathed, they have a really great opportunity where Barcelona and Atletico were playing against each other. And then Sevilla, Sevilla today playing Real Madrid. So, like, things break Sevilla's way. They could, like, be maybe even in the lead or or at least like a point or two behind.
1: And before they lost, it did break their way and it did break Real's way, because the best thing that could have happened for Sevilla and Real is for Atletico and Barça to draw.
0: Yes. So now obviously Which they did. Barca and Atletico really want a Sevilla draw so that Madrid don't don't, you know, tie Atletico in into first. But if Sevilla beat Real, Sevilla Sevilla go from, you know, 70 points to 73 points, four off the lead. Not impossible, but unlikely. Unlikely. Agreed. Um, it's
1: interesting because by tying Atletico and Barcelona, each gave a huge boost to their biggest rival. Yeah. Which is kind really of funny. Funny. It's really funny. Neither of them could win, and right. so...
0: Real gut, gut check. Atletico, Barcelona, Madrid. Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Who are currently in third, uh, but with the game in hand, obviously, against Sevilla. Sevilla at... Looking at the right clock, twenty minutes. A win, a win against Sevilla has Madrid jump in Barcelona, tied on points at Atletico. I think they have the tiebreaker. Un, un, yeah, I, I don't know the tiebreaker, how the tiebreaker works. I, I think, think it's head to head in La League. Liga, and I and I know that they beat Barcelona both games. And I think
1: it was a tie and a win against Atletico. One one tie, three one win. I'm
0: Going Atletico. Wow, I, that's what I want. That's what I want too. But I'm going around. Yeah, I'd say of the three, I'd say Atletico right now, even though they're in pole position and have been, probably with momentum, least likely. Mm. But, I mean, if there's somebody that could, if there was a manager that could channel dark magic to kind of will his team, it would be Diego Simeone. And then, last couple of things to touch on before we go. Um,
1: the Another race that hasn't been decided yet is League. Uber eats, League. Uber eats, where Lille, who have American Tim- Timothy Weaver. Have a four-point lead on PSG, but PSG have a game in hand, which they'll play against Rene later today. But Lille's last two games are against 11th place Saint Etienne and 12th place Angers. Really? So they Lille, and, and so even if um, PSG win their game, which they will, which they will, they'll only be they'll still be one point behind Lille. Lille just wins wins out, and they're in.
0: Yeah, and Destiny
1: is 100% in their own hands, and it's not like they're having to play Lyon or Marseille or Monaco, or it's just, say, ITM?
0: And yours. 11th and 12th place teams. You just gotta win. And, you know, if PSG stumble and Lille stumble, Mm. Monaco is only one point behind PSG in third, and obviously that makes them five points behind uh, Lille. Uh, So... It's it's probably a two horse race with Lil and PSG. Um, would love to see Timothy Weah, you know, get
1: get a league win. Get a league win, and I think it's a, it's a pretty significant league win in my opinion. Because even though people want to shit on the Uber Eats League as a dig to PSG, that's fair enough.
0: But give a team who dethroned PSG credit. Man. Yeah, like we gave credit to Monaco when exactly. they dethroned PSG. Also, you know, Timothy Weah came up through PSG, so it would be really fun to see. Him get a title with Lil, and so that kind of I guess recaps the leagues. Uh,
1: Europa League final was a chance it could have been all English, but uh, Manu took care of Roma in two legs, pretty much the first leg kind of got it done, and Unai Emery got his revenge on Arsenal and knocked them out of the Europa League, ending their chances for any European football uh, soccer next year, and it'll be Villarreal and Man United. In the Europa League final. Yeah. I'm um, so.
0: sure we'll have more to talk about that kind of next time and then obviously leading up to or, or recapping after. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are running up to the opening kickoff of Milan-Juventus, so I need to go kind of throw up and, and shit my brains out and just really be miserable for the next two hours.
1: But thanks so much for listening. Gates, great to see you. Love doing it in person. Yeah. I forgot how much fun the energy is. Please follow us on Twitter, at OngolPod and Instagram, at OngolPod. There will be, uh, within the next week or two, some of the, uh, some memes of Eric going up, some videos of Eric, some GIFs of Eric, or GIFs, I don't really know. Um, please, you can find us on uh, iTunes, or if you're listening, you've already found us, but tell your friends they can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and bye! bye. Almost behind him Sticks his left leg out Almost hits his heel Goes straight into the bottom of the corner Bottom corner of the neck Gets ahead head of the ball It's the inside of his calf. Don't know too